Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio. Southern Race Week with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to the podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We really appreciate you taking the time to download, listen to, and subscribe to the podcast this week. And if you're wondering, hey, you know what? I would love to download, listen, and subscribe to your podcast. How can I do that? Well, very simple. You can head on over to iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, go to the search, type in Southern Race Week, that'll take you to our page, and there you got all the episodes of Southern Race Week Radio you can scroll through, re-listen to anytime you would like, and also while you're there, you can hit the subscribe button, so that way when a new podcast is up and available for you to listen to and enjoy, you will get a notification to let you know that the latest edition of Southern Race Week Radio's podcast is up and available for you, so uh, please take the time to Check it out, subscribe, and listen to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast whenever you get an opportunity. But we do have another star-studded edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Some great guests joining us here throughout this the next uh, 30 minutes or so to break down everything that's going on in the world of racing. And also, don't forget our social media platforms because Southern Race Week Radio, we always got things that we're going to give away to our loyal listeners. We've got a couple of great prizes that are going to be coming up. How about you and your family heading to Panama City Beach, Florida for a nice, enjoyable vacation, courtesy of Southern Race Week Radio. And also, we've got a truckload of tickets for the Quaker State 400 Race Weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway coming up Friday, uh, July 7th, Saturday, July 8th, and Sunday, July 9th with the Xfinity Series and Cup Series races under the lights at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So we give you all the details of how you can enter and win these great prizes right there at our Southern Race Week Radio social media platforms, which include Facebook. So uh, check us out at facebook.com slash southernraceweek. We'd really appreciate it if you like the page. And also you can follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And not only do we provide for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week of racing news and information there, we'll also let you know how you can enter and win possibly a trip to Panama City Beach, Florida, and also race tickets to the Quaker State 400 race weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. But uh, we got some great guests that are going to be joining us in just a few moments. We're going to be speaking with Lenny Patiki, the host of PRN at the track, and then also Jacqueline Drake of Flow Racing will join us to talk about her second season on the mic at Bowman Gray Stadium there for uh, Flow Racing action. And then also a rookie driver from the great state of Georgia in the Craftsman Truck Series. That is Jake Garcia. And those great guests will be joining us this week here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. But as we do every single week at around this time, we bring you your racing results for all the racing action that occurred over the weekend as we had action in all of our series that we follow, NASCAR, NHRA, and the IndyCar series. But we'll start off with what happened last weekend at Dover with the NASCAR Xfinity Series and Cup Series. So uh, let's take a look at that. As we take a look at what happened in the Xfinity Series, as Ryan Truex won for the first time in 188 career NASCAR starts across all three national series in the Xfinity Series race Saturday at Dover Motor Speedway. The 31-year-old younger brother of former NASCAR champion Martin Truex Jr., dominated on the concrete mile track and swept all three stages, leading 124 of the 200 laps. 
Truex is winless in 26 Cup starts, none since 2014, and is 0 for 73 in the Truck Series and hadn't won in 88 previous races in the Second Tier Xfinity Series. He did have a second and a third among his previous four starts this season in the number 19 Toyota for Joe Gibbs Racing. Josh Berry was your runner-up, Justin Allgaier finishing third, Austin Hill in fourth, and John Hunter Nemechek rounding out the top five. And taking a look at the current standings right now in the Xfinity Series, Austin Hill with three wins on the season as your number one ranked driver. John Hunter Nemechek is second with two wins on the season. Chandler Smith in third with a win. Sammy Smith in fourth with a win. And Jeb Burton is fifth with a win. And those five drivers are automatically moving on into the playoffs. Cole Custer has no wins in sixth position. Josh Berry with no wins in seventh. Justin Allgaier in eighth. Sheldon Creed ninth. Riley Herbst in tenth. Daniel Hemrick in eleventh. And Sam Mayer rounding out the top twelve. Taking a look at the action from the Cup Series at Dover Motor Speedway with his dad at the track. Martin Truex Jr. mastered the Monster Mile this past Monday for the third time in his career. The former NASCAR champion snapping a 54-race winless streak overall in the Cup Series at Dover Motor Speedway. Thanks to a race postponed today because of rain, it was a long weekend sweep for the Truex brothers. Younger brother Ryan Truex won the second-tier Xfinity Series race last Saturday for his first NASCAR victory across all three national series in 188 career starts. Dad was there to celebrate with both sons. Ross Chastain was your runner-up, Ryan Blaney in third, William Byron in fourth, and Denny Hamlin rounding out the top five. And taking a look at the current standings right now in the Cup Series, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, and William Byron, who are 1-2-3 in the rankings, are into the playoffs with two wins on the season. Spots 4 through 8 are into the playoffs via a win. That's Christopher Bell, Martin Truex Jr., Tyler Reddick, Joey Logano, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And that spots 9 through 16 have qualified for the playoffs via points. That's Ross Chastain in 9th, Kevin Harvick 10th, Ryan Blaney 11th, Denny Hamlin in 12th, Brad Keselowski in 13th, Chris Buescher 14th, Alex Bowman in 15th, and Chase Briscoe rounds out the top 16. Over to the IndyCar Series, Scott McLaughlin nabs IndyCar win at Barber Motorsports Park over the weekend. McLaughlin wound up with Team Penske's 7th win in 13th races at the Permanent Road Course and his first since breaking out with three victories last season. And taking a look at the top three in the run of the championship for the IndyCar Series, Marcus Erickson is your number one ranked driver, Pato Award is second, and Alex Pillow in third position. If you want to check out the rest of the standings, just head on over to IndyCar. Com. Over to the NHRA series, teammates Austin Prock and Robert Height, along with Derek Kramer and Gabe Herrera, scored victories at the Circle K NHRA Four Wide Nationals on Sunday at the Z-Max Dragway. And to check out the rest of the winners of Wally's from this weekend at Charlotte, just head on over to NHRA.com and click on Results. Well, the IndyCar Series and NHRA are off this weekend, but the NASCAR Series are in action. The trucks returned to action after a couple of weeks off at Kansas Speedway. Saturday, May 2nd for the Heart of America 200. The green flag will drop at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch the race on FS1, the Motor Racing Network, and Sirius XM Radio. And then the Cup Series will be in action on Sunday, May 7th. The Advent Health 400 at Kansas Speedway, 3 p.m. Eastern Time as the green flag will drop. You can catch the race on FS1, the Motor Racing Network, and Sirius XM Radio, and the Xfinity Series will have the weekend off. And there you go. That is your racing recap for you this week on the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. 
I'm JoJo Wilkinson, driver number 11 with the ProLite model from Town, Alabama, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, folks, welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station and your favorite podcast location, IMWB. And today on the show, we have the voice that if you're ever at Atlanta Motor Speedway and you're getting ready to watch some great racing like we're getting ready for coming up in July, you will hear this voice on the PA speakers all across the racetrack and you will be able to say, now I know who that guy is. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the world-renowned, famous voice of NASCAR, Lenny Batiki. Lenny, welcome to the show. WB, uh, appreciate it. Love uh, the family down at Atlanta Motor Speedway and looking forward to uh, a cool night race uh, coming up in July. A lot of things going on. I, I know they're you know, announcing this and that as it goes, but should be fun down there. Can't wait to see everybody uh, for a, a summer night that uh, will be legendary, I'm sure. Well, I'll tell you, you know, Atlanta Motor Speedway does a great job. Uh, it was so great to hear your voice up, uh, you know, in the booth there, I guess you could say. And and I'm sorry I didn't get to come down there and hang out with y'all and everything like that. Uh, but I am the chief executor of the iHeart Media Suite. Uh, ah. So I, you know, it's like since it's my my budget that's paying for all the food and the booze, <laughs> I kind of have to keep an eye on it because you know back in the day I used to be a sweet hopping, oh boy, kind of guy, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I, I'm gonna have to find out where that iHeart Suite is uh, for this summer's race, and uh, you know, come down there and uh, steal a cracker or two from you. Well, that's fine. Uh, I, I'll give you a hint. It's uh, real close to the door that goes to uh, um, to Club One from up in the suite level. There you go. So it's, it's always fun there in Atlanta. Yeah, they, yeah, they have yeah. made such good uh, you know traction and the, the new track itself with the high banks and all the fun there. I hope folks are uh, get, making their plans to get out and see some of it. Well, you know the race in action, and, and I want us to talk about short track and everything. And Boyd Speedway is a, is at the top of the list. But, you know, I got to say that, um, you know, the drivers all say they love that old asphalt and they love slipping around and sliding around. But let's face it, the race fans want to see some side-by-side stuff. And they did not fail to put on a heck of a show, especially for the Xfinity Series race and the Craftsman Truck Series race. I mean, it was just – it was a great weekend. And now that with July being at night – Woo, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think the heat of the day will change the track, and then slowly as it cools, even just two degrees here, two degrees there throughout the night, and the humidity comes up, that's going to make the race have so many different chapters in it. I can't wait to see where this journey takes us uh, come this summer at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Let's talk about uh, short track race in action. Now, one short track I want to talk about, has a former NASCAR, former open-wheel driver, former NASCAR driver, and now a short track to the point it's a, what, three-quarter of a mile race track up at Charlotte. Tony Stewart's going to be drag racing at, uh, at Charlotte, four wide. Yeah, up there. Yep. four wide up there. He's, uh, he's you know, married a top-fuel driver, and now he is in a, uh, you know, a I think it's Super Comp uh, 890 car, maybe a top alcohol, but, 
Um, yeah, he's he's getting down the drag strip. Won his first Wally. That's the, what they call the uh, NHRA trophy. Yep. And um, you know, it proves again how versatile a driver he is to be able to do that. The only other guy closer than that, or was close, was uh, John Andretti. Made the semifinals at the old Atlanta Dragway in a top fuel car for Jack Clark, the baseball player, uh, wow. decades ago. But uh, Stewart's made the transition over and. Man, that's just, that's pretty cool too. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Well, let's talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, still trying to get my voice back here. Uh, let's talk about Boyd Speedway. Uh, you know, track's been around for a long time, but now we we, we just got noticed that, that they're, they're going to be closing the doors. What's that all about? Well, first and foremost, got to tip our cap to the last couple of years of great things that Riley Hickman has brought that racetrack. He and the crew that they had there, really revived it. And I would say if, uh, if it was three years ago, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because everybody would have expected Boyd's to have gone by the wayside. But the Russell family finally, uh, you know, decided they, they wanted to get out of the uh, the racetrack owning business and their, their neighbors, uh, Brown Brothers contracting there, said, hey, we'll buy the property from you because they wanted to expand. And it's just one of those natural progressions. But there are six tracks within two hours of Boyd Speedway, where their fans can go, depending on if you're, uh, you know, on the north side, I-75 Speedway is less than an hour to Sweet Sweetwater, Tennessee. North Georgia Speedway to the south is 45 minutes. You can even go over to Huntsville in two hours. And there are tracks an hour and a half away at Crossville, Tennessee, Woodstock, Georgia, Sugar Creek, over at Blue Ridge. I mean, yeah, there are places to go see races. Um, and that you don't have to sit at home and, you know, watch a streaming service. You can still get out there and feel them going at it. Well, I tell you, I'd love any time I go to the, uh, to the mountains and everything. Uh, I, and I, I don't care if we go to, uh, LJ or if we go to, uh, up toward Clayton or whatever else, my wife just loves it. Whenever I spot somebody pulling a dirt track car on a trailer and I'm like, where are they going? <laughs> I start following them around and trying to see if they'll stop at a gas station or somewhere along the way or whatever else. I pull up beside them and I start honking and trying to get them to pull over, but they never will because you know race drivers are not going to lose a race uh, even on the highway. But um, that is so cool that there's still so many great tracks near there and everything. Um, what is the what is the feel that you're hearing from you know um, from race fans from from short track? car owners i mean because that's really what it takes it takes people you know wanting to get in a car and build a car and all this other good stuff with tracks like sonora raceway doing everything they can to improve the tracks and i mean heck they got a gift shop for goodness sakes uh you oh, know. The, the pollards have done such a good job there you know, i mean <laughs> that is a, a real treasure that uh, the atlanta area needs to go check out just like woodstock and uh, livonia and tacoa uh, we're going over to Swainsboro this weekend to uh, see some racing over that away. But, um, you know, I think the short track world actually is doing really good. There are some track closing, but the, uh, the fans are populating the grandstands. The fields are reasonable uh, to any level that, you know, we've seen, especially coming out of COVID now. Uh, you know, they're, they're racing back at it. There are new divisions, like they have this um, – uh, Lincoln Continental Division, basically, and I'm probably saying the wrong uh, car, but it, it is basically something you throw a roll cage in out of a junkyard, you go race, and it's 
cost you, you know, under two grand to be a race driver. Um, so those are the kind of things that uh, are opening people's eyes. Uh, the, the world of micro sprint racing is starting to uh, go uh, mostly around the country. Georgia hasn't hit the micro sprint world so much just yet, but I'm sure some, one of these tracks will start to pick that up. And there is energy out there that people want to come and, you know, stand for the national anthem, bow their heads for the uh, prayer before such, and, and just be a part of a community cheering things on. I think the biggest thing we all need to do is introduce uh, five, six, and seven-year-old girls and boys to what it's like to hold a wrench in their hand. Before we even try to put a steering wheel in their hand, let them know what it takes to twist on a nut. Let, let them know what it takes to open a hood. We're losing that part to the video games, and they're, they're not experiencing what it's like to do little things to uh, work on a car, and they lose the appreciation of the dynamics of what it takes to have a race car set up to go these speeds on these tracks. And, you know, that is so true because uh, I just spoke with Ryan Blaney the other day. You know, he comes from a long line of family tradition of racers. And I asked him, what's the one thing that you would do different in your in your career or what piece of advice you could give to a young person that's thinking about going into racing? And he said he wished he would have learned more about working on a car, building a car, and the, the actual what it takes to mechanically get the car in shape to go racing than just knowing how to get behind the wheel. Yeah, we're, we're building, uh, you know, fan clubs of little racers, and we're giving them hats, and we're giving them T-shirts and such, but we're not giving them the simplest thing of how to put a lug nut on a, uh, you know, on a stop, on a, on a tire. Yeah. And I think these tracks, all of these tracks, not to make them spend really any money, get a hub and a wheel and put it in the kids' playground area and have a stack of lug nuts there next to it so they can learn what it just feels like to twist one of those lug nuts on. And eventually, they'll want to know more about how to how to play with other parts and pieces of these cars like you know any curious kid would. You can't let them always just be holding those uh, you know video games and such, which are great. Simulation and all the things that uh, you, you learn engineering-wise will help you as well. But we need people uh, to get the hard work done of building and maintaining these cars by the feel and the guts that they have to uh, build a hot rod that, man, it will win a trophy. If y'all are just joining us here, we're wrapping up things with Lenny Patiki. Lenny, uh, let's remind everybody where they can find you, follow you, and listen to your programs that you have and your podcast. Give us all those. PRN's at the track uh, every week on uh, goprn.com. And follow us on Twitter at PRN at the track on Twitter. PRN at the track on Twitter. We'll do our best to uh, get you a lot of grassroots racing information on that site. Hey, it's Ron Caps, driver of the Nap Auto Parts Funny Car, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. I'm very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line, and she's coming to us from her well-decorated home. And uh, she uh, had herself an amazing weekend last weekend, calling all the action from Bowman Gray Stadium for her sophomore year, calling the action from Bowman Gray. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in also from NASCAR Roots, as part of NASCAR.com. Uh, she does it all. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Miss Jacqueline Dre! 
are. Hello. But uh, but as I mentioned uh, this past weekend, you you kicked off your sophomore year of, of calling the action over there at Bowman Gray Stadium, one of the most one of the very historic uh, uh, facilities when you think about the, the NASCAR roots. Uh, tell us about that weekend. Uh, I love that you call it my sophomore year because I actually hadn't thought of it in that term with it being my second year, but. Uh, it sounds way better than freshman year. That's for sure. Um, but it was, it was good. We had the season opener just, uh, this past weekend. And of course it was packed out 17,000 fans at that facility, uh, longest running NASCAR track at that. So people that have been coming there for decades, I had a chance to sit down with a few of the race fans and interview them and talk to them. But uh, being back in the booth alongside Matthew Dillner, I'm going to be there for about half a season this year because I'm doing so many other race events. Um, But just being back with him and going into it, at least having an idea of how it all works and how to build on what I did last year uh, was really important for me and just my confidence levels. So we had a lot of fun uh, in the season opener. We made a lot of jokes on the broadcast and people will tweet me and say they're tuning in or they'll tweet their C on where they're coming from. And that's really cool because a lot of times I feel like on a broadcast, I'm just putting it out there, but I don't necessarily get that type of instant feedback. So to get that instant feedback in the booth and then be able to talk back to the fans that are tuning in uh, was also really cool. But I just hope to get better at doing booth and keep bringing good storylines. And, you know, the booth announcing job is those are rare. They don't come around that often, but they're especially rare for women in motorsports. So my goal with all of that is just to continue to be better each time, not just as a woman up in the booth, but I want to be a better booth announcer. Now you do some booth work and also you do some work on pit road for flow racing as well. Do you, um, do you have one preference over the other, which one you'd prefer doing and, and you, how's the preparation for each role? Uh, well, I still love pit road. People typically ask me that question and I really do love pit road. I've been doing pit road for about eight years and being down on the pits when the action's going or people come in and they're repairing or being a part of victory lane, there's just a lot of adrenaline, a lot of energy down there that you can feed off of, which is really, really fun. Um, but the preparation on both sides is pretty similar. It's a little bit more on the booth side because now you're trying to glean storylines from essentially every single person because even if it goes to a caution and someone or maybe a car is getting lapped you might want to say something about that particular competitor versus pit road i'm going to talk about you know what's happening right then and there there's not usually a lot of time unless we have red flag fill or maybe before the race for me to throw in a story about a driver or maybe victory lane, there might be some time, but up in the booth, you got to know everything about everyone. So um, it takes a lot more research on that side, but I am all about the studying. I spend hours studying. I studied for about five, six hours just for Bowman Gray alone before I got to the track. And then I spent another three hours at the facility doing notes, talking to competitors. So uh, right there is just nine hours of, hard looking at your computer, writing notes out. Um, and of course, you're just like leaning off of articles all throughout the week or throughout the race season as things continue to go on. So a lot of replays, a lot of research, uh, a lot of a lot of time behind your computer. But I think it ends up paying off once you're live because you have that knowledge. 
Speaking with Jacqueline Drake here of Flow Racing on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, when we first started talking to you, you were part of the Cars Tour series. You were part of them. You were kind of doing a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, some pit reporting, all of that. And now, over the last few years that you left there to go to Flow Racing and also with NASCAR.com uh, for the NASCAR Roots program, they have really blown up and expanded with the purchase from Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Burton, uh, Justin Marks, and Kevin Harvick. And now they got a big weekend coming up during the North Wilkesboro All-Star Weekend race for the NASCAR Series. They'll be out there participating. Dale Jr. Uh, will be racing as well. Uh, looking now at your time with the Cars Tour Series and where they are now, uh, what are your thoughts of, of how far they have grown? And was this something that you thought eventually would happen to this to the series? You know, I didn't know exactly where the series was going to end up. I knew that it was going to continue to grow because we were doing all the right things. We were showing up at tracks. We were putting on a good show. It was and is a feeder series into the upper, uh, you know, three of NASCAR and, in, and into ARCA as well. So I had a feeling that it would continue on to do great and big things. I don't know if anyone had on their bingo card that Dale and Jeff Burton and Kevin Harvick and Justin Marks were going to be the new owners. I don't think any of us could have anticipated that. So, and then of course, through Flow Racing, now being a partner with Cars Tour, I've circled back into being involved with them and doing some pit reporting. I'm pit reporting half the season for them this year. I will be doing North Wilkesboro, uh, mostly the marquee events for them, mixing that in with my NASCAR schedule, but um, it's pretty surreal. Now, Jacqueline, if our listeners out there want to follow with what's going on with you, your Bowman Gray schedule, anything going on as far as flow racing and all that, we're going to go to keep up with that and follow along with uh, your career. Yeah, so I'm on all the social media channels, so you can check me out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. On Instagram and Twitter, it's the one and only JKD. I actually have a lot of fans that will message me on Facebook. I've gotten a lot of interaction on there here in the last few months. It's been crazy, uh, just all the different fans that reach out to me and where they're from and where they're watching, or maybe just something about their favorite drivers. So uh, the ones that do follow me and have supported me all these years, I just want to say thank you for always being behind me in this journey. It's not over. We're far from done here, but I am I am truly thankful and not, it does not go unnoticed. Well, Jacqueline, we really appreciate you taking the time and it's great to see how your career has blossomed from the first time we talked to you to now where you are right now. So uh, we're proud to be a part of that journey as well. And hopefully we'll catch back with you again sometime down the road to keep up with what's going on with you and everything going on with Flow Racing. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I love everything you guys do for motorsports. And uh, again, always so thankful for the support that you personally have given in the show. So anytime, I love being on here and uh, I just can't wait to get back out to the track. Hey, this is Katie Hettinger, pro weight model driver for Anthony Campy Racing, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this one, new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie. As we continue on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, and we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line, as he represents the state of Georgia in the NASCAR Truck Series and a rookie this season, getting things done out there on the track. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Jay Garcia. Mr. Garcia, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully, hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Yeah, same to you. I'm glad to be on. Well, we appreciate you coming back onto the program, sir. I know you've had a 
a couple of weeks off in the in the truck series as you get set to get back in action here uh, shortly. But uh, you've had a little bit of time to kind of reflect on the beginning of the season. Uh, your first race at Atlanta Motor Speedway as a truck series driver. You've done well. The transition must have been tough for you. Tell me first about the transition. How has it been to make the adjustment driving in the truck series? Yeah, there's been a lot of different from super late models, which I'm used to driving to the truck series now. And just a lot of it has to do with the aerodynamics, um, you know, just uh, trying to figure out how to how to drive when you've got dirty air to deal with and drafting down the straightaways and people can side draft. You just all those things. Getting used to that is a big thing for me to get used to um, as we go to these bigger tracks. And then, um, you know, also just the way the cars drive, they're bigger and, and heavier than uh, super late models are. Um, so there's a lot to to get used to there and you know figuring out your braking points quicker and just being used to the the vehicle that you're driving is is a lot that um you know i've I've had to get used to but um you know we've had really fast trucks had a top five at texas and finished sixth at bristol so we've had good finishes um three top tens now uh so you know we've been doing really good and uh hopefully we can keep it up and continue to improve throughout the season with uh the mcnally hilderman racing bunch that i've got now, I had an opportunity to, to see you before the race of Atlanta Motor Speedway when uh, the truck series was in action uh, back earlier this year, back in March. How was that like racing at your home track? Because I know it, it, it's a big deal. You know, you're finally a rookie in the series. You're driving at a at a track that's based essentially your home track. You're from the state of Georgia. What was that weekend and that experience like racing uh, at Atlanta Motor Speedway? Yeah, that was really cool to race in Atlanta. Um, it's somewhere that I'd grown up watching races. Uh you know, in the spring and in the fall. And so to be able to, to race there um, was really, really cool for me. And um, I really enjoyed it. Um, had some bad luck uh, with some mechanical stuff, but um, came back three laps down and, and finished on the lead lap there. So I uh, had a really fast truck, um, just uh, needed a little bit better luck there, but I really enjoyed racing. And it was a very cool moment for me to get to, to race on my home track for sure. Speaking with rookie driver in the uh, truck series, Jake Garcia, on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, you mentioned a little bit earlier about the, some of the good finishes you've had uh, throughout the year. What do you think you've developed, and what do you think you still maybe need to work on a little bit? Well, I think I've done I've done pretty well, um, about as well as I expected of myself. Maybe some others had higher expectations, but um, everything we did was pretty much my first time doing it. Um, you know, Las Vegas was my first time on an intermediate track. Uh, and then uh, Atlanta was my first time restrictor plate drafting style racing. And then my first road course race ever was at Coda. My first dirt race was at Bristol. So um, we had Texas, which was a little bit of a, um, you know, a little bit something that I was more used to. And Martinsville, of course, was cut short by rain. But um, we've done well um, throughout those races. Obviously, there's a lot of things that I can improve on. And, um, you know, noticing those things and figuring out what you need to be better at is, is really important. And so, um, that's what I'm working on now is just recognizing when I, I make mistakes or, or, you know, can do something a little bit better and then improving on that the next time. And hopefully as I do that throughout the season, um, I can continue to, to get better and better. Now, you did not race the Daytona race. Uh, Chase Elliott subbed in for you during that race. Um, how was that opportunity like to be able to conversate with Chase, get into his head a little bit about the, about the career? Well, what was that experience like getting to talk to Chase and, and, and be around him and, and see how he handles getting ready for a race. Yeah, I mean, it was really cool to have Chase fill in for me. Uh, you know, I really appreciate him doing that for me. And, um, you know, he, he taught me a lot. And, you know, just even things he wasn't necessarily telling me that I could just pick up on by being around him and seeing how he treats people and um, just handles different um, situations was really um, 
good thing for me to watch um, someone just coming into NASCAR. And so he's definitely the best of the best and um, a good one to watch. But he also did a really good job in my truck and represented our team well. Um, you know, we didn't get to finish the race there, but he, he was intent when it started raining there. And so um, that's a really good, really good result for him. Um, and, you know, I'm really happy to, to, to be able to, to race from now on and um, hopefully get into the playoffs. Now, you've had a couple of weeks off with the truck series schedule compared to Xfinity and, and Cup Series. You guys get a lot more time off during those series. Uh, during these last few weeks that you've had off, what have you done to, to spend that time off? Have you been in the shop working with the crew? Have you kind of maybe taken a little step back to relax and, and kind of re-energize yourself? What what have you done during this time to, you know, for yourself to to maybe unwind or, or maybe you're you're still at the shop working? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been to the shop um, once during this uh span here but um since i'm go still going to high school in, in georgia it's a little bit hard for me to make it uh up to statesville to to work in the shop but um i'm definitely looking forward to getting up there more um uh, after i graduate and, and working with the guys and, and being up there more and more uh will be really really good for me as a driver but um yeah just i'm enjoying the weeks off but also still focused on kansas which is our next race and um, been looking forward to that for a couple weeks now, and, and hopefully we can make uh, make the most of that opportunity. And hopefully it'll be a good race for us. But uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to it, and uh, hopefully we can have our uh, Silverado in victory lane. Now, getting ready for a race, a lot of different drivers have their own way of preparing themselves for a race. Whether it's listening to music, maybe you do some sim sim stuff or or whatever. For you personally, how how do you like to focus, and how do you like to get ready for a race? Do you find it that you do maybe something a little bit different now? And, racing in trucks than you have in, in previous series that you've been in, or do you kind of keep the same routine? Just uh, getting in that routine a little bit. It's been um, a challenge for me and seeing what works for me the best has been, um, been what I've been focused on, but um, you know, I've been doing uh, a lot of different things to get prepared, including uh, using my teammate, Christian Eckes. Um, he's a veteran in the truck series pretty much. So um, he's been really good to, um, you know, to, to ask questions too. And he also give me advice if I don't ask or just, things that he thinks I, I might need help with, you know. Now, Jake, if our listeners want to follow along with your progress, keep up with your truck series rookie season, maybe purchase merchandise or anything like that, where can they go to follow along with you and, and keep up with you? Yeah, so um, I'm at Jake Garcia 35 on uh, Twitter, Jake Garcia Racing on Facebook, and Jake Garcia underscore 35 uh, on Instagram. Hi, this is Greg Walter, General Manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Sunday Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Sunday Race Week Radio Network itself as we wrap up this brand new week's edition of Sunday Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very uh, honored and privileged to thank our great guests for joining us this week here on the program. Of course, Lenny Patiki, the host of PRN at the track, along with Jacqueline Drake of Flow Racing and Georgia rookie driver in the Craftsman Truck Series, Jake Garcia. So thank you to those fine guests for uh, taking time to uh, join us here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. And if you would like to re-listen to this episode or listen to any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week Radio, you can do so at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Every Monday we try to post a new episode of uh, Southern Race Week Radio, and you can head on over there, look for it, just hit to the search, type in Southern Race Week, and also subscribe to the podcast as well, because if you are a subscriber... When the new episode of the program is up and available for you to listen to and tune into, you will get a notification to let you know. Also, uh, check out our Facebook page and Twitter pages for continuing updates of NASA racing news 
and information that you need, uh, check out our Facebook page. You can like it by heading on over to facebook.com slash southernraceweek. Type, uh, click there right on the little like icon. And then also you can follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And also you can follow our fearless leader in case you would like to at WB Radio Network and yours truly at Alfie underscore 19. And also we have an email address, so feel free to email us 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If maybe you're a, a, a track in the area and you'd like to get a little exposure, maybe you're an up-and-coming driver as well, we would love to conversate with you, have you on the program. So uh, please email us anytime you would like, srwradio at yahoo.com. Once again, that is srwradio at yahoo.com. So enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch back up with you next week with an all-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. <laughs>